Welcome to Day 170 of Shaped by the Word, uh, the drama of Scripture, Season 2. We're witnessing the downfall of David's kingdom, and of course he's had you know, a son who has taken one of David's own daughters and has you know, forced himself upon her, another son who's taken vengeance, and of course the same son, Absalom, banished from the kingdom but brought back, and as he is brought back, he slowly undermines his father, and he finally comes to the place where he has won the hearts of the people and turned them against David, and David has fled Jerusalem. And so there's an inevitable conflict between the two groups, between the armies of Absalom, which are pursuing David, and and David's armies, which are committed to uh, protecting him, and of course have been battle-tested and are fierce fighters. And so you have a tragic end to uh, Solomon as we come into uh, 2 Samuel 18. Before we uh, read these chapters, as always, we offer ourselves in this moment uh, to the Lord. Uh, Katie, you mind lifting us up? Father, thank you for um, your presence with us. Thank you that you have given us your word, and um, we can continually come back to it and and find you in these pages and um, be reminded of who you are. Um, and that brings such comfort to us and encouragement. It brings um, conviction by your Holy Spirit, um, and it just reminds us of of the gospel. And so um, just in these pages and these accounts, Lord, um, I know it's easy for us to get frustrated because um, they're just such reminders of of the um, implications of our sin, the results of the brokenness of the world. But God, would would you use that to point us toward um, the gospel and, and the good news that we've been given um, in Jesus, who is a much better David, a much better Israel, and um, perfect one, in fact. So, Father, would these passages lead us to worship you, and would they, would you use them to change our hearts? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. A nice prayer. It was a, and by the way, I'm Paul Kemp here with a Kitty Kresge, who just prayed, and and David Keefe, who prayed yesterday on yesterday's podcast, and Matt Kresge, who is yet to pray this week. So we'll try to bring him we'll in a little bit him. later uh, in this week. But a beautiful part of her prayer that uh, David, you know, Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise to Abraham, the embodiment of the call of Israel, and of course the perfect king uh, over God's people uh, that is the far better David. And so we see David in his weakness. You know, as we come to these final chapters of his life, and there's so many, you know, so many episodes in Scripture where people start well but do not end well, and it's it's deeply discouraging. And part of our commitment ought to be to uh, to to end well, to be faithful in all all of our life and all all of our deeds. Second Samuel 18, right? We come to civil war in the in the house of David. Uh, David's son has. Uh, defiled his kingdom, who has mocked him in every way that you know, is absolutely possible. And here it comes to a head in chapter 18. David mustered the men who were with him and appointed over them commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. David sent out his troops, third under the command of Joab, a third under Joab's brother Abishai, son of Zariah, and a third under Ittai the Gittite. The king told the troops, I myself will surely march out with you. But the men said, you must not go out. If we are forced to flee, they won't care about us. Even if half of us die, they won't care. But you are worth 10,000 of us. It would be better now for you to give us support from the city. The king answered, I'll do whatever seems best to you. So the king stood beside the gate, 
while all of his men marched out into units of hundreds and thousands. The king commanded Joab, Abishai, and Ittai, Be gentle with the young men Absalom for my sake. And all the troops heard the king giving orders concerning Absalom to each of the commanders. David's army marched out of the city to fight Israel, and the battle took place in the forest of Ephraim. There Israel's troops were routed by David's men, and the casualties that day were great, 20,000 men. The battle spread out over the whole countryside, and the forest swallowed up more men that day than the sword. Now Absalom happened to meet David's men. He was riding his mule, and as the mule went under the thick branches of a large oak, Absalom's hair got caught in the tree. He was left hanging in midair while the mule he was riding kept going. When one of the men saw what had happened, he told Joab, I just saw Absalom hanging in an oak tree. Joab said to the man who had told him this, What, you saw him? Why didn't you strike him to the ground right there? Then I would have had to given you ten shekels of silver and a warrior's belt. But the man replied, Even if a thousand shekels were weighed out in my hands, I would not lay a hand on the king's son. In our hearing, the king commanded you and Abishai and Ittai, Protect the young man Absalom for my sake. And if I had put my life in jeopardy, and nothing is hidden from the king, you would have kept your distance from me. Joab said, I'm not going to wait like this for you. So he took three javelins in his hand, and he plunged them into Absalom's heart while Absalom was still alive in the oak tree. And ten of Joab's armor-bearers surrounded Absalom, struck him, and killed him. Then Joab sounded the trumpet, and the troops stopped pursuing Israel, for Joab halted them. They took Absalom, threw him into a big pit in the forest, and piled up large heaps of rocks over him. Meanwhile, all the Israelites fled to their homes. During his lifetime, Absalom had taken a pillar and erected it in the king's valley as a monument to himself, for he thought, I have no son to carry on the memory of my name. He named the pillar after himself and is called Absalom's monument to this day. Nehemiah, the son of Zadok, said, Let me run and take the news to the king that the Lord has vindicated him by delivering from the hand of his enemies. You're not the one to take the news today, Joab told him. You may take the news another time, but you must not do so today because the king's son is dead. Then Joab said to a Cushite, Go tell the king what you have seen. The Cushite bowed down before Joab, and he ran off. Amahiah, son of Zadok, again said to Joab, Come what may, please let me run behind the Cushite. But Joab replied, My son, why do you want to go? You don't have any news that will bring you a reward. He said, Come what may, I want to run. So Joab said, Run. Then Hamas ran by the way of a plain and outran the Cushite. While David was sitting between the inner and outer gates, the watchman went up to the roof of the city by the wall. As he looked out, he saw a man running alone. The watchman called out to the king and reported it. The king said, If he is alone, he must have good news. And the runner came closer and closer. Then the watchman saw another runner, and he called down to the gatekeeper, Look, another man is running alone. The king said, He must be bringing good news, too. The watchman said, It seems to me that the first one runs like Amahiz, son of Zadok. He's a good man, the king said. He comes with good news. Then Amahiz called out to the king, All is well. He bowed down before the king with his face toward the ground and said, Praise be to the Lord your God. He has delivered up those who lifted their hands against my lord the king. The king asked, Is a young man Absalom safe? Amahiz answered, I saw great confusion just as Joab was about to send the king's servant and me, your servant, but I don't know what it was. The king said, Stand aside and wait here. So he stepped aside and stood there. Then the Cushite arrived and said, My lord the king, hear the good news. The Lord has vindicated you today 
by delivering you from the hand of all those who rose up against you. The king asked the Cushite, Is the young man Absalom safe? The Cushite replied, May the enemies, my lord, the king, and all who rise up to harm you be like that of that young man. The king was shaken. He went up to the room over the gateway and wept. As he went, he said, O my son, Absalom, my son, my son, Absalom, if only I had died instead of you. O Absalom, my son, my son. Tragic end to father-son relationship. Even though, obviously, Absalom had... uh, undermined you know david in every way and had led troops against him and was willing to take the kingdom from him and even willing you know to go up on the roofs and defile you know his concubines just as kind of a big in your face kind of movement you know against david david still has a heart for this young man and, and somehow you know probably realizes or is coming to the realization that my, my sin has has wrought this you know that which I love is, is is now destroyed because I have brought judgment on my house and judgment on myself and have fulfilled, you know, failed to fulfill the Lord's you know the Lord's commands. It's not his first son to lose because of his no, sin. No, no. That's, that's gotta and, be and just, will not be his last mm-hmm. either. It's heartbreaking. At, at the hands of you know, at the hands of each other, mm-hmm. you know, David's entire family you know, will will turn against you know turn against itself. Now, we, we've spoken a lot about how, you know, David's a, a king after God's own heart. And, you know, even though we do see a lot of his shortcomings, you know, we, we do see even as he's sending these troops out, you know, he he tells them to be gentle with the young man, Absalom, you know, for my sake. And, you know, obviously, if he's, you know, a guy, I mean, after God's own heart, you know, the, the Psalms tell us, in speaking of God, you know, and we even see Absalom who, who's done so many wrongs here. You know, but yet the Psalms tell us in Psalm 103 that speaking of God, He does not treat us as our sins deserve, or repay us according to our iniquities. As a as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who yeah, fear Him. And no doubt. So we do see that display of God's heart from David to His Son, even and God's in God's grace. The there. You know, and a lot of times we talk about you know grace and truth, and uh, you you see David uh, you know with a gracious heart here, but you also see in the raising of his family. Uh, more of a soft hand than a truthful hand, uh, as well, and that's part of what he's, you know, part of what he's reaping in there. But it is just a good reminder that God has not treated us our sins reserved or paid us according to our iniquities. And matter of fact, He's removed them from us as far as the east is from the west, which is a, you know, beautiful description. You have to love, you know, the section of, you know, the runners. Amaya's who uh, I just got to run today. I, I just want to run till the king. Jeb said, "No, you do not want to run until the king. Let me run. Let me run. Let me run." Well, sure, and then finally, that. he runs down the other guy who's running, and all, you know, all too eager to, to to be a part of it. But there is a really interesting, you know, part, you know, way that that uh, Israel or Jerusalem is configured. You're looking from the the city over the Mount of Olives, and so you would see, you know, the runner coming back from. Uh, you know, a battlefield running over, you know, the Mount of Olives. And you could usually tell from the palace by the way, you know, the runner was running, you know, the kind of news that they had. And, and of course, David is convinced of something that's, you know, not quite true for him that this is going to be, you know, good news. It was good news as, as enemies had been vanquished, but not good news that one of them, you know, happened to be his own son as a part of it. But that is what Isaiah is talking about. 
Beautiful. When he said, how lovely on the mountain are the feet of those who bring yeah. good news. And it's a picture of someone running over the top of that uh, Mount of Olives. And of course, the announcement that that person reigns is our God reigns. Mm. Uh, you know, that the king uh, in Jerusalem is, is reigning and he is, he is our God. And no more beautiful news than ushering in yeah. you know, the reign of God. So as you, you read those little messenger, you know, uh, images you're, you're caught up in the one day that there yeah. would be a messenger that would announce the final reign of god and the good news of god mm-hmm. and, and of course jesus comes over that same mountain the mount of olives as he enters the city uh, as the reigning king yeah and then paul picks up that image and says you know how beautiful are the feet of those who bring a quote in isaiah and uh-huh. applies it to you know, us as the ones who now get to preach the gospel to, right. to those and bring good news. And, and, and that's exactly what we do. We proclaim that through the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, God is reigning yeah. on, his, on his earth among his people, restoring to us everything we have lost to the ravages of sin. Mm-hmm. What a complex, uh, I mean, just this, this scene with David where he's mourning and um, there's so much complexity in it because they think you know the people are like yeah we're going to go bring great news the Lord has vindicated yeah. um, you know him by delivering him from the hand of his enemies and then at the same time his concern is for Absalom you know he, he's obviously still concerned for mm-hmm. for the things of God and, and and we're not far removed from the covenant God has made with David you know so he knows the promises that are wrapped up in, yeah. in this and yet at the same time his heart goes out to, you know for his his son um and so just, you know, on one sense, you're seeing, yeah, the enemies of, of David, you yeah. know, have been vanquished. But man, the grief that comes from losing a son and not tragically losing a son, you know, by accident, but yeah. because of, of sin. And, yeah. and and there's no doubt that, you know, David uh, probably was, you know, probably would have to be processing his own mind. Even the, even the beautiful promise God made me of having a house is disintegrating right in front of my own house. You know, my house is, 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 is tumbling. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the house, you know, the house will ultimately stand not because of David's faithfulness, yeah. but because of the faithfulness of God to his, you know, to his promises. And, um, that is a beautiful description of the love of God as his steadfast, you know, faithfulness. And Katie, we sing that song a lot, steadfast. That's always so meaningful to me that, that God holds strong in his promises even when we have proven ourselves to be an unfaithful partner. Mm-hmm. And here you see David as that, uh, you know, unfaithful partner. But uh, we will see, of course, this is a story spoiler, which takes you all the way to the end of the story, <laughs> that God will fulfill these promises in ways that are beyond our imagination through the person of, of Jesus Christ. And as we said earlier, it's been a, uh, a week of little prayer for Matt, so we're going to invite him to close us in prayer. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are faithful and you're steadfast. And, and Father, we are a, um, we're a fickle people. Uh, we recognize... Um, not only are we we sinful, but we don't even know the depths of, of how far um, our sin goes and, and the things it touches. And, and so, Father, we thank you for the grace that we have in Christ Jesus. We thank you that um, in Christ our, our sin has been atoned for. Uh, Father, would we be people who are quick to repent and confess and turn to you? Um, and, Father, we we ask that you would continue to, to search our hearts, um, to continue to reveal to us those things that um, both we've done and those things we've left undone um, not to condemn us but so that we may find grace in you 
Now, Father, we thank you for the mercy we have in Christ Jesus. Um, would we rest in that today? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.